Welp, here we go. We are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in John's Gospel, chapter 19. So we're making good progress. We're uh, past a third of the year, past a third of the New Testament. We're making our way through it. We're in John's Gospel. Uh, we'll be out of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We'll be in Acts next. And so it brings us to chapter 19, where Jesus is being sent to be crucified by Pontius Pilate. Now, Pilate doesn't want to crucify Jesus. His wife told him don't have anything to do with it. She had a dream that he was an innocent man. Pilate himself didn't want to do anything about it because he knew it was because of jealousy that the chief priests had brought Jesus to him. He's between a rock and a hard place as a politician, and he decides to crucify Jesus. Not before letting Barabbas go, though, in the last chapter, the political prisoner, where we saw Jesus being the innocent one, dies for the guilty one, Barabbas. Barabbas goes free. So, chapter 19 of John, verse 1, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, which he didn't want to do. Uh, the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. Well, I have a crown of thorns. Here it is right here. <clears throat> I found this in the Garden of Gethsemane, actually, in uh, Israel, and probably similar to what they had put on Jesus and crushed into his head. Mocking him as though he were king. So let's give the king a crown. Let's give him a crown of thorns. They clothed him in a purple robe, because purple was the color of royalty. And they went up to him again and again, and they said, Hail the king of the Jews, making fun of him as though he were a king, which he is the king. He's the king of kings. And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis of a charge against him. He's innocent. There are many people in the Gospels that are saying that Jesus is innocent, and Pilate is one of them. He was the innocent one dying for the guilty. Even Pilate knows this. When Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. Here he is. As soon as the chief priests and their official sermon, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! He was going to be crucified. It wasn't Pilate who killed him. It wasn't the Jews who killed him. It wasn't the Romans who killed him. God sent his only begotten son. Whoever believed in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. God sent him to be crucified for us, for our sins, to take our place in payment so that we could be reconciled to God. Pilate answered, You take him and crucify as for me, I find no basis of a charge against him. No reason. The Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from, he asked Jesus. But Jesus answered him, no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Don't you realize they have power to free you or to crucify you? Well... It says of Jesus in the Old Testament that uh, he, as a sheep, was silent before his shearers. He wouldn't have any response. But this one he calls a timeout to. It's, uh, he said, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. 
Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is, is, guilt, is guilty of a greater sin. The ones who handed him over were the religious leaders. Now, um, Jesus is also saying something sort of interesting, isn't he? That power, even political power, is given from God. So that ought to get us to think about powers that be, what's going on in the world, those kinds of things. For Nana and Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders, they just kept shouting. If you let this man go, you're no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. So Pilate could lose his life for uh, letting Jesus go on claiming to be king. Although Caesar probably wouldn't have cared. Caesar would have seen it just like Pilate's earth, that this is not any real rebellion going on here. This is no real insurrection that Jesus is leading. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement. It was in the days of the preparation for the Passover, about noontime, getting ready for the Passover. Here's your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked. They said, we have no king but Caesar. Ooh, this is a new one for them. They have no king but Caesar. What are they saying? They have always rebelled against Caesar. They're not following Caesar. What, what, is, what is this? Finally, Pilate handed him over to be crucified. So he's going to be crucified. Uh, so the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which is in Aramaic called Golgotha, which in Latin is Calvaria. That's why the church we're part of, we call it Calvary Chapel, the place of the skull, the Golgotha, where Jesus died. There they crucified him with two others, <clears throat> one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And many of the Jews read the sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was in Aramaic, Latin, Greek. So everyone could read it. Pilate wanted to know this is the king of the Jews. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but write he said that he was the king of the Jews. Pilate said, I've written what I've written. And when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, they divided them into four shares, one for each, the undergarment remaining. The garment was seamless, <clears throat> roven in one piece from the top to the bottom. Expensive piece of clothing. Let's not tear it, they said. Um, let's decide by lot who will get it. And this happened to fulfill the scripture when they said they divided my clothes among them and they cast lots for my garment. Exactly as the prophecies had said. You know, these are ancient prophecies going back into the Psalms and going back into the prophets. So that's what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, wife of, Clo wife of Clopas, Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said, Woman, your son. The disciple, he said, Here's your mom. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home, watching out for his mom, even unto his death. And then you go on and you read about the death and the burial of Jesus. And uh, we'll pick up again in chapter 20 the empty tomb. Hey, bless you guys. Love you. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Peace, grace, and mercy.